Hello everyone and welcome back to the History Hour here on KZMU. I'm your host and guide Blaine, accompanied by my co-host Josh Barlow. And today we're going to be on location down in Blanding, Utah, once again with Lewis Williams of Ancient Waves. And he's going to be hiking us into some canyons to some ancestral dwellings that are about 900 years old. And he's going to be sharing a lot of local history as to how these people lived, what they ate, uh, their day-to-day. And we have uploaded a lot of photos and videos to the History Hour's Facebook page. And you can find us on Facebook at The History Hour on KZMU. That's what I want to share with people is I want them to have an inspiration to to know that these places are all there's stories to it. There's a story. Not too many people know those stories. That's what we're here for. As guys, we're here to, to radiate these stories that are just been sitting here. There's stories all around. You know, these rocks all have stories. Everything, these birds, they all have stories. That's where as guides come in as indigenous guides because this is indigenous soil just in, just you don't find these plants in nice lush Colorado you know you different type of plants so here you know we we share that with people is this is living history this is time stood still time has been preserved on those rocks since we saw images from 500 BC. That's been here, taken care of by these birds, by the terrain. That's what people, that's why I love to bring people out here is because they give me that inspiration to take care of this place. Because like you mentioned, back east, everything's so populated. People come from back east here, they're like, wow, there's so much, I can't believe we didn't, see a structure there's where's, where's the nearest gas station mm-hmm. i say around here you got to fill up your gas there's no gas station around here <laughs> they can't believe it you know they, they're like what back home like every mile you know out here that's why um i have to say i really love coming to this area is because i connect and it teaches me that I need to be, we're all part of this world. You just gotta be observant, you know. You just look around, you see anything cool? I, I looked over to the left. Ruins? Yeah, see that mound of rocks up there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's rubble from a, used to be a structure. And the, the height of it's kind of hard to really determine. Because there's, you know, there's, it goes in, mm-hmm. there's sediment has covered it. A lot of it's been knocked over as well, so you can't you really can't tell. see where it stops. Yeah. It could be pretty big. But we're near, we're at a confluence. Right. So this was heavily occupied at one time, not just this structure here. Irrigation ditches that led up on top here. This is all fresh dirt here. Yeah. All this. Mm hmm. Just several, you know, several, probably a couple thousand years, this dirt. So there's a lot of stuff underneath this dirt that's covering everything, mm-hmm. which is what, you know, we're starting to see a lot of erosion. 
we see we see structure starting to come out. Um, look to the side and look at that. You got the moon up ahead, above it. Yeah. And what I was looking at was the. Do you guys know what these lines are called? Cross bedding. Cross bedding. Cross bedding okay. lines. Yep. Cross bedding lines are very informative. You know, they tell you the direction of the W. You guys know what the W is, right? No. The W, <laughs> W-I-N-D. We don't say it out here just because oh. if you say it, you're supposed to bring it. Okay. So the W is what caused those lines. Okay. So the W, the, sh the strong breeze, the strong breeze was, you can see the striation lines will either have a, they're, they're sloped all the lines some of them are they cross and it shows you the different directions of the w so um this is 275 million years old hmm. so this is a sand dune that was being deposited yeah 275 million years ago and this sand dune cedar mesa this is the cedar mesa formation mm -hmm. as you can tell it submerges here goes underneath all this cedar mesa goes to a certain extent underneath this layer you see the distance you got the wall mm -hmm. and so the cedar mesa lies underneath that wall up here you can see the inclination goes up towards the west and if you look up towards the sky we're missing a lot of this layer there's supposed to be a layer up on top of us the chin Li formation mm. that's gone eroded they're supposed to be the Wingate sandstone. Mm -hmm. That's gone. We look up, it's just a blue sky. What do you guys think took away all that sediment? The W. The W. That's one factor. Um, There's another <clears throat> W. Well, it's better, not a better, but... Water. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah man. Water. water came in. Different type oceans. Just imagine oceans were washing away all the sediment. Why was it broken up? If you look at that wall, tell Uplift. Yep. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Uplift. You got it, Blaine. So the uplift broke up all those sed sediment. Then the ocean eventually came in and washed away all that broken sediment, leaving hmm. us with these intact forms and giving us inspiration to draw, do art. So when I look at art, even rugs back home this is what i see i see the diagonal forms i see block forms i see green red blue all the contrasting colors so nature gives us a inspiration the birds you know those hummingbirds are really they're they're, they're sending messages so the mm -hmm. birds are they're talking in here, but they're actually telling us stuff. Hmm. And a long time ago, um, the ne so when we came to the surface, you know, we were able to communicate with these people. Like I was mentioning, um, uh, we personify. Everything's connected. You know, I'm Deer Springs people. So when I look for deer out here, because they're my people, you know, I'm really connected to them. Some clans are. Oh, there's the water. I didn't even snap. 
Yep. Running water in the desert, y'all. Long time ago, this was a city. Really? Oh yeah, you can see you can see runes on the wall. Mm -hmm. So we, the echo is strong in there, so we would have heard them. You know, if they were talking long ago, I'm sure they were. That's what I always think is. You know, you don't in there. The echo is strong, so I'm sure they weren't yelling around. You know, like conversating, like in the, a city. Like I said, it's a city, but you know, you go to streets of this not modern day city everyone's mm -hmm. yakking as you could hear here they're quiet you know this mm -hmm. is how the this this culture was everyone was busy so i'm sure it was even though it was a city it was real quiet still you know so they still had roofs we're looking we can barely see a wall in the distance but it's a huge city we're gonna see it here in a little bit and again these are all enclosed walls so everything is kind of muffled inside mm -hmm. of a sh like the kiva. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all enclosed with mud and rock. So they were. That's what I think is when I like I go home and grandma. They're they're quiet. You know, my every, all the elders. They're not. Sometimes you don't even know they're been around. They're like, oh my goodness, grandma, you've been up all this whole time working she goes yeah i've been working this whole time and so quiet you know <laughs> that's not yeah that's not normal. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's got the fence but a long time ago there were structures here you know look at all this, this rubble rocks, yeah. yep this is these were walls and i know there's you can there's oh, indications yeah. yep that's a post where somebody could have stuck a pole and it, it sat right there so that pole looks like it extended out this way towards here. Probably connected with this wall. And it looks like there's moky steps here. Those are the steps with toe holes where they could crawl up. There's probably images. I mean, not probably, there are images. See, there's a like a staircase looking deal. That's a, looks like a motif. It could be a textile image. You see it, guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what's nice, too, about being out here is any time of the day differs. Like right now, it's kind of, it's hard to see. Sometimes it's, the sun may be on, be on this side, but it, it varies because you don't want to, to glare too strong. Maybe it's just we need to back up. There's a lot of, like right here, we're working area. That's what I see. People sharpening tools. Mm. So I see a lot of working right here too. Um, the fields are out there, right? So they're bringing food this way to home. So this is a lot going on right here. So they're probably loading things here. People coming around the corner, carrying, butchering. So there's a lot of things we got to keep in mind that they were doing here. They're preparing for the, like right now, they're preparing for um, harvest. They're preparing for winter, too. Winter's coming quick, y'all. Mm -hmm. 
what like within the city what was the leadership structure like back back in the day we're talking hundreds and hundreds of years ago there was leaders somebody had to lead yeah and back so it's hard to go i mean right now we have leaders you know that are it's kind of like a democratic system you know they they vote you know they choose who's who's could represent and who's willing and who's got the who's um who's got the potential you know so they back then i'm sure they did the same you know because it's a high high position you know it's it's involves teamwork too it's not like it's not a monarchy dictatorship you know it's like it goes guys we need to get into the kiva you know that's probably sure that's where they congregated long ago that's the kiva was where they made plans and prayed ceremonies Ceremonies were plans, you know, so plan making. Um, that's what, so the structure is, again, this is a city, so there's people being married into this city. So there's somebody from Mesa Verde probably got married to a clan here, and he's bringing his, his Mesa Verde pottery techniques here. And hey, man, I know how to make a wall. Little, little different, you know. So they're bringing their different techniques, and that's again. So there's when they arrive here, there's somebody they they know that there's. Um, it's it's more spiritual too. It's whoever's connected, man. Whoever's can like the credibility. That's so, um, like the usually it's the medicine man. Whoever's can connect with, whoever can hear those birds, and get the messages. They relay it to the people. And the people are like, they look up to that person, you know. So it's easy to head honcho. It's easy to run running the ceremonies too. But again, teamwork. So they all, you know, they, um, it's the families are involved too. Offspring, you know, usually they retain that their traits of that leadership. Clans, they're known to have different um, traits. So. Was was there one one clan more than the rest that um, were warrior like? No, um, I think more. Not really. I have to say no. It's more just a time when we were having to defend ourselves. There was uh, there's like there's clans that did did not um, get make it. They didn't go get captured. So they're they're regarded as really. Um, Warlike, and you know, will what do you call it? Um, defend. They'll defend in a heartbeat. So right. yeah. When you know it was a necessity, then the men would take up arms and train and defend. It's it's natural. You know, you're when growing up. Growing up, we were. You know, you're just for instance. There's kids that grew up here, and like when I grew up, my playtime was to go out and play you know war you know like be stealth and hunting lizards man you got to be stealth man you, you know so that's what taught us back you know, I, oh, I had one cousin who was master he could just he was I would, we would all watch him you know because he just turned into like a lizard you know he's stealth mode quiet that's why I try to be like him you know I try not to make noise when I step because if he's you know that he's gone you know so 
I used to, we used to be amazed, and that's what taught us. You know, he was taught by his dad. You know, so it was a it. It's passed down. That's why it was important. You know, grandma and grandpa said, "You guys go out there and play. You know, play outside because we learn, we teach, and sometimes if you're not, the dad will say, oh, I'll show, show you how to fix your arrow and bow. You know, just like man, I used to love slingshots. You know, I kind of still do. You know, so back then, you know, you make your own to like I'll show you here in a bit what we used um, what they used to make tools um, weapons out of so there's so much to do and the daily lifestyle teaches you it teaches you how to be stealth and be a leader um, teaches you back then you, you know you, you see something in a distance you're that's food you know so you gotta be ready at all times to go get that food. It's a pretty awesome wall here. Isn't that crazy that they just recently signed? Did you guys hear about that? The Bears Ears Monument? Mm -hmm. What happened? They, just the other day, all the tribes, the five tribes, officially signed some documentation um, but it's announcing that the the monument's going to be co-managed by all the tribes. That's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. Historical. Oh, that's something we've been pushing for. Yeah, yeah, huge deal. Huge deal. Yeah, huge. So it's going to change. You know, as we you now I'm pointing <laughs> out all these. Mom, we're, I'm so concerned. It's going to change. Mm -hmm. It's going to be better because a lot of these. Sometimes I've been here. And people are crawling on walls. And I'm like, wow. hey guys, and I have to tell them, I give them an age, how long ago they were, and usually they're like, whoever they're with, get off the wall. You know, they they don't know. Mm -hmm. So that's what, as students, we didn't see too much signage at all. Mm -hmm. How old is this, do you think? Jeez, this is about 1280 is when somebody last put some paint on the wall. <clears throat> see that white paint actually this whole room would have been wiped the wall mm -hmm. possibly for a, a room wanting to some kind of somebody wanted to illuminate it mm -hmm. um, so there's this, a lot going on here you guys so so this is the Arch Canyon ruin site right here well mm, there's actually Arch Canyon is pretty vast and big long mm -hmm. We're gonna, so, according to that sign, yes. Yeah. That's gonna change too, Blaine. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. gonna get rid of that term ruin. Oh, okay. See, that's one I always thought that was crazy. It's gonna Why? move more towards yeah. dwelling or ancestral sites? Something like, yeah, so mm -hmm. they're probably gonna talk about that. Okay. You know, come to a. Yeah. Why is the name ruin bad? Because it's, it, the ruin term it's just kind of what it sounds ruin it's just something that's ruined mm -hmm. this is still inhabited inhabit what do you call that this is still people are still here to me mm. that's why i'm doing this i'm walking yeah. around I'm, and i'm showing you all this because i'm, I'm i believe that they're here saying yep you guys mm -hmm. maybe sometimes they're like ah nope that's not it you know but close yeah. enough you know because um 
there's like this is a huge place this huge place where this is one room out of about 300 <laughs> rooms yeah wow so we're talking about 200 people inhabiting this place right here hmm. and it's a year-round dwelling so this is the reason why it's year-round it's because it's south facing so in the winter the sun will be right over here mm. so this will be in the sun all day in the winter it's nice and warm mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah so this is a year-round dwelling does that kind of go back to the stuff we talked about in the first episode with um, the granary still having food in it um, because they believe ancestors or people are going to come back and use it or are using it um, is that kind of the same thinking with with these sites totally when they left here there was they left everything you know, they didn't have a U-Haul parked down there and loaded up and head out. They were like, probably had a really big ceremony, mm -hmm. prayed and prayed and say, and then all left. But they did that for hundreds of years before. Hmm. You know, because that's, let me, we're going to see indications of their migrations. Hmm. These people were farmers. When they first built these structures was around 500 AD they left here 1280 about 800 years they were here wow that's wild so that's within 800 years they weren't here continuously you know because if you're a farmer you can't over farm a piece of land you know mm. you gotta whoever's leader say guys it's time for us to go we gotta let the land heal I mean rejuvenate so they, they had places where they went, which is along the river. So they, we traced migration routes along the Combe, mm. San Juan River, Chaco River, straight to Chaco. Hmm. This way you go down here, you go to Navajo Mountain, you go up Sayet, Batatican, you're at um, the Hopi. The Hopi just live right up the ways. Mm -hmm. So we can trace all these routes fairly easy. How long, how long would they farm in an area before they would migrate somewhere else? Well, it's kind of hard because um, I would have to go back and be see the climate. Mm. They say the climate was very similar to what it is now. You know, it fluctuated from year to year. Some years were good water, some years were drought. So they were they were just kind of um, working around nature. Nature dictated what they were doing, which means they had to prepare. So they were, that's why the granaries were made too, is because sometimes they didn't have water. They could reach into the, to last year's crops and you know, say, hey, let's get that, reach into that granny, pull those out. It's a tough year, you guys, you know, so mm -hmm. that's what's pretty awesome is, um, and again, that's why we come here thinking they're home. That's why I don't call it another reason we don't call it a ruin mm. is because they they didn't leave it in ruins. Mm -hmm. You know, they left it in beautiful, mm -hmm. in a, intact. I mean, it was painted. They left it. These would have been painted and with images on it. It would have been beautiful, actually. Mm -hmm. um, if you see like Chaco, it's very, everything is geometrical and symmetrical. I mean, that's what I see here is organization and hard work. And that's yeah. what I don't. Another reason I don't call it a ruin, you know, is because 
they look at all their work, you know, and this is ruined because it's not from them, you know. This is unfortunate looting, man, you know. Mm-hmm. So these are, oh, look, we got to get that up. Oh, let's knock that wall down, you know. Pull that sucker out. We got to get it. You know, the museum's got the weight and we got the money for us, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. That was, that, so that, that had nothing to do with that term, you know. That's why this going to go, I know it. Ever since mm-hmm. I was small, I always thought that too. Mm-hmm. Like, why do they call this a ruin? It's this is our ancestors' home. This little kid. Now I got up, being a guide. I never used that term. Hmm. I always thought it was crazy. So when I like the BLM, you know, I work with the BLM. I gotta inform them where I go. All my paperwork. I don't. They never seen me write ruin. They probably <laughs> noticed that too. <laughs> I put Arch Canyon Pueblo. Put Mule Canyon Kiva. Butler Wash, Pueblo. You know, we just, I, I never put ruins in. Hmm. They, they, they know too. They, they know uh, um, when they, because on our interpretations, you know, all we talk about is they're here. You guys be mm-hmm. careful. Watch out. <clears throat> so we're in this sort of like uh, room here um, at this site, and I'm noticing the floor. Uh, right here, where there's a lot of large slab sandstones literally sticking up sort of in perpendicular lines in a large area. And it kind of appears that a lot of them were sort of filed and worked in certain areas. That's just what it looks like, though. Uh, could be natural. Do you think that, they, that that these were pieces of maybe like some sort of roof that had collapsed and then settled to look like this? Or do you think that they built this specific room around this floor of these rock slabs sticking up like this on purpose for a specific reason nice do you I love your observation do you're you gonna, think that there's a in you're gonna find the answer in 20 seconds stand okay. over here stand over here near me okay now you take a look at it mm-hmm. now bring that up oh okay so this was this wall had fallen down. Okay, gotcha. I was standing on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just okay. needed a better advantage point, yeah, brother. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You see the mud still intact uh-huh. in between it? Yeah, so this is just a huge piece of a wall that had fallen down right in between these two other walls. And it's raised higher up off the ground. Yeah, right and it's... You can see that wall, so yeah. it's, it's kind of just yeah. built in. Another yeah. reason we, again, we, we got to tell people, tiptoe around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We tiptoeing over everything, yeah. For just, just like that, because you notice me. I didn't go. There's a lot going on over there. I stood right here the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's still that's mud that was mixed. Wow. Like 900 years ago. Wow. And it's still intact. People don't know that. You know, some of those pieces of chunks of mud are still they're mm-hmm. exposed, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you can see it. See, that's a big chunk of mud. Mm-hmm. It could look like one of these, you know? Yeah. So people are like, something they look and they're like, then it goes. Yeah, they just step like, on oh it. Oh my goodness. The mud like, breaks up. And it just cr- busts, you know, like. Mm. So I've seen um, some places, I'm like, oh, that used to be a chunk of mud, a real old chunk of mud. <laughs> but if, that's what I was telling you when we're coming up, you see all that loose dirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess what yeah. that is? Yeah, that's why pieces, it's so filled yeah. up, and that's why there's so much wow. sediment in here. Is because that mud is. Just see all that. Look at that dirt. Mm-hmm. That's all in there. 
And, <laughs> I, and I wish the folks listening could see this because we're talking about it being a city. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can look up on the wall 30 feet up, <clears throat> and there are massive holes where there definitely would have been beams either to, to stabilize the walls or mm-hmm. to make platforms or... Yeah. or another floor perhaps and we uh, are in uh, the interior of a huge in, structure absolutely and looking around you can tell why they'd be up here one to avoid flash floods obviously you want to be higher it. up you got um, it um mm-hmm. but they have a vantage point to see game and and trends and mm-hmm. stay out of the yeah that, it's, it's so obvious why they would have built built here totally mm-hmm. open roofs mm-hmm. you got a roof right above yep. them mm-hmm. huge huge rock ledge so they got the yeah, great um, area of civilization that can exist because yep. of mm. water. So there's a question I've been wanting to ask you, right? So it's you know, we we hear from from our perspective, we hear about rain dances and worshiping the rain and things like that. I feel like in the desert, that's probably a much bigger deal. And I'm looking up at, at the big lines of desert varnish that only you know only grows where that water falls. And I'm imagining that water coming off this cliffs, and you know all of these people here. Um, I, I, you know, I imagine some sort of like party, celebration, ceremony, something. The kids playing under the waterfalls and things like that. Was that was that something that happened? Oh, totally. I, that was a time of celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, you know, I mean, Facebook showed us that. You mm-hmm. know, it rained the other day, and man, everyone was look at the rain. Everybody was happy. <laughs> That's what was going on. And for, I like how you you mentioned about how everyone was would celebrate because. If I step over here, four feet, I'll show you where they would have been dancing. This is the plaza. So this is a huge open area in the central location of the city where they would have gathered and danced. So there would have been a procession of people coming in. And look at how high these roofs are. So we're talking a huge, like like an amphitheater kind of thing. So we got plazas that are located in the region. We call them dance plazas. If you go to a modern-day Pueblo in the central area, big open area where they dance, they come in and gather. So when I come here, I can hear it. I can hear them. Hmm. And I can, and if I just imagine being here, and I can just imagine some of them are in some of these rooms getting ready, getting dressed, putting on their headdresses, hmm. you know. Then when it's time to hear to come, they could come out in the procession from these rooms. So these are ceremonial rooms where they would get ready. A lot going on underneath us. So who knows there's um, what's going on underneath us. You must look at this wall here. It's so thick. It looks like there's a little passageway in the middle. Yeah. So there's that's the system of how they would enter the dancing arena. And it's again, it's a ceremonial process. If they're celebrating. They're celebrating rain. They're celebrating harvest. They're celebrating a marriage. They're celebrating a birth. You know, ch- changing of the seasons. There's a lot of dancing going on. A lot of singing. That's what I. That's what I'm. That's why. I, I really like. It's really spiritual and powerful to be here. Cause mm-hmm. I mean. Cause if I if I want to hear and see it they're a procession i just go to zuni or new mexico where I, they invite us to the um there's a lot of harvest going to be coming on so there's going to be a lot of feasts which you guys if you guys get a chance you guys should go check it out you guys mm-hmm. during july august and september 
every other week each pueblo got a harvest season or a little celebration they call it feast now so they if you go to the feast you see the dancing and anyone is welcome you got it okay. they just don't allow these though yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely can't have, yeah can't record it or anything <laughs> yeah. like that it's really strict yeah which is cool yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Because you, you yeah. go and you're like, dang, man, it's real, man. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have recorded it, you know, because oh, it's like real, you know. It's like locked in your memory. Exactly. You were, you were mentioning the singing. That's another thing, too. When we were walking in here, I think just because of the way that this wall is shaped and that, that bowl almost, we were walking and I raised my voice a tiny bit and it echoed. So I was imagining someone sitting over here with this big wall and singing and it echoing through. People songs. up on top could hear it. Yeah. So they're part of the ceremony yeah. too. You know, you could just sit up on top and be part of it. Mm-hmm. Coming back from a hunt or something. Oh man, I was probably the, one of the best visuals from yeah. up there to just be Watching up there. The dancing, yeah, because yeah. oh, the warriors are taking care of everything up there. Right. You know, yeah, scouting. There's, there's probably I've never hiked up into these really tough ledges, and those are where it's nice and cool. Which means there's probably could be something stored in those places. Mm. That's where you find those granaries. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a, we're, the city's right here, but there's a lot of stuff going on, even above us too. Up on top, there's another ledge. Mm. So really protected here. Good communal, very communal. Let's go down a little further. We'll see some more cool stuff, y'all. All right. Like all the, if you see these walls on the outer perimeter, the outer, outer texture, they make it rough. You need, any guess why they would make the texture rough? So, you know, nowadays we put up chicken wire. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So they're making it rough texture. So the so the mud can adhere to the walk. Gotcha. It's kind of like, you know, if you are like, want paint to adhere to something you're going to rough it up with some sandpaper first gotcha yeah. okay cool yep all right <laughs> is, this, is this modern yeah big spiral oh uh, <clears throat> no shoot that's the real deal yep. big spiral that's a huge spiral which some <clears throat> spirals they're migration stories and got to make sure it's not a concentric circle that's a spiral. Concentric circles are other circles within another. That's a spiral which I've heard their migration stories. And um, we just mentioned that these people lived in this structure for about 800 years. Mm-hmm. Periodic migration. We see a lot of spirals here. That's one huge migration they say. So those are like durations, like time, maybe years, because they're able to keep track of a, a whole year too. So we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, hmm. eleven lines. Which I don't know. Is it? Is maybe it? Maybe eleven moons. Maybe. Is it possible? That could have been maybe a child or a child's parent that was saying this is how many times or how many years. I mean, how I, I don't know how they how they what their concept of time was, um, or how they kept it, or how they knew how old they were, or if that mattered. They were keeping track of the moons. 
totally. That's so. That's what. That's what that is. The time marker. Hmm. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, a spiral. If it's facing towards the sun, it's it's usually going to cast a shadow, and it's, it's indicating time. This is not facing towards the sun at all. Mm. So this is not indicating no, any time. It's more showing how long they were gone. And one year, you know, they, they're really knowledgeable about the rotating, the cosmos. So they care. That could be um, years. Easy. Nine years is good, too. I mean, you could... Because they're building, they go into another city. So there's a lot going on for a while. And, you know, again, that this is, there's a lot of people in these places. Right. So that's just probably maybe just one family said, okay, you guys, we're out of here. And they came back and that was theirs. So it wasn't just maybe all at once, too. That's what, because there's so many clans. So, so basically, we're seeing these holes that they had drilled in for a roof, but then there's multiple, so they kind of go up. So almost like this was like three stories tall. Totally. We're, we're in the, there's stories underneath us, yeah. Blaine. So we're wow. in the middle Oh, yeah, because this is built up, so yeah. we're sort of on the, uh, oh, wow. So it looks like there's no, one level there. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you notice, they're both, they're even. Yeah. Those, that, those two poles were the upper level well so so you know you, you you mentioned i noticed this earlier you mentioned the ground um and and how there are stories underneath us yeah. as you said 500 ad it's about 1500 years and i'm thinking you know i'm a history buff so i'm thinking about all these civilizations around the world jerusalem all these major cities and there are cities on top of cities on top of cities on top of cities and if this was a good place to build it would make sense that there was a city already here and then maybe they built on top of that and then on top of that and then on top of that Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and, and so it. like what we see is one, the last one, but there's there could be you know three or four or five under us, and there's all these massive mounds, and totally. so we don't know what's under us you and how it. long that's been here. Exactly, mm-hmm. we got the same. Powerful. We got that same. We got that same effect going on out here, because shoot, basket makers they live in the ground, pit homes. So mm-hmm. naturally, everything basket maker is lower, and you know the pueblo like we're standing above ground we're noticing some place some of these places these petroglyphs are right 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 near the ground mm-hmm. telling us there's a lot going on underneath this underneath archaic time period we're talking 7000 bc yeah. got the glen canyon linear style we have that around here mm. so 7000 bc when people were here but that was down below yeah. they had protection they were more nomadic so they weren't building these rock structures yet but they left their marks and those marks are underneath us you can't see them and we we mention this every episode but you know we're talking nine thousand years ago and what, what we think you know that these groups might have followed the mammoths and the mastodons or these massive animals down here because they were hunter gatherers right they weren't they weren't farming yet they were hunting and they were gathering um, and I can imagine again look in this I'm trying to paint a picture because you know it's nice. a, a podcast you know uh, the radio show but uh, but this canyon how green it is now would have been more green back then um, and I can see mastodons and, and mammoths walking down this and yeah we're not too far from yeah as as the raven flies we're not too far from where the mastodon petroglyph mm-hmm. is down um, near the needles yeah 
you know, uh, wow. way way down there. So yeah, I can certainly imagine that. We have a mastodon petrified over here by the river. Oh wow! So it's like you mentioned by Needles District, we're so close to these areas, and we're near where archaeologists have found a Clovis Point. Hmm. So about 20 miles south of here, there's an area where Clovis hunters were gathered around a pit, a fire pit. And this was a hunting party. And that, that hunting pit is located where in an area where you can see all the washes where the Mastodons would have been. Hmm. And these vantage points were heavily used a long time ago and the evidence is left there at these points. Clovis points, which are spearheads. Mm -hmm. Ash is very important. You can ash is a preservation of time. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a charred piece of wood. They date those Clovis, Clovis hunter time, um, those Clovis hunter sites to 10,000 BC. Hmm. So we got the Clovis. We got the Folsom people. Mm -hmm. We got the archaic basket maker all before the Pueblo said, hey, let's just build some rock structures. And Remember you're talking about circular depressions? Mm -hmm. Look at this one. Wow. It's a huge yeah. circular depression. Yep. Just Kibas. sort of a nice big dip in the ground where you can see it's just yeah, so the Kibas clearly a circular like depression. If you see the Pueblos, modern-day Pueblos, historical Pueblos, they're surrounded by Pueblos. Kivas, I should say. So Kivas are, and if we were to do an aerial flyover this site, we would see these circular depressions where the Kivas were located. Wow. That's what's awesome about um, aerial views, is you mm -hmm. get to see the symmetric hmm. buildings mm -hmm. that they built. That's awesome. And a lot of people just sort of like look around their surroundings at different places and they just sort of see the big the big stuff you know the big picture what i would call it but when you get down on the ground and you start looking in between the lines if i can put it that way you know and you start looking closely at a plant or closely at a rock that's when you really start i feel like to connect um with your surrounding and that's uh, really really awesome to see you doing that you know that's how I feel like that I know that you're pretty well connected to this to this place oh yeah totally Blaine when I'm out here with people I go I want to, to feel that they're connected to this place too mm -hmm. so I have my guests you know smell that sagebrush because in most cases sagebrush is all over mm -hmm. so there's sagebrush back home mm -hmm. and sagebrush is uh they'll, they'll look at sagebrush differently mm -hmm. they're connected to it more because they're going to be out here picking it up mm -hmm. smelling it and they learn about yeah. it and again like you said it it evolves into another story mm -hmm. you, know, I, you know i was talking about the sagebrush and i started to talk about the rocks and then the heat mm -hmm. and, I, and then you could also um, go into like what kind of rocks mm -hmm. and so we saw some river rocks mm -hmm rocks that are have been moved you know you, we saw some chert 
jasper. Mm -hmm. There's no jasper right in this particular area. Mm -hmm. That had to have been brought here. Mm. So those have stories too. Yeah. You know, all that chert we saw, mm -hmm. somebody carried that from a different region to make tools. Hmm. So these, uh, everything yeah. it's is just connected. Like, yeah, these little, every little thing kind of sort of tells a story. Uh, especially, you know, it's a really cool thing whenever you're studying history of, uh, of ancient peoples and stuff. Just like you said, you see that plant that isn't from this area. So they had to have been, you know, coming from another place. Yeah. We just saw some wolfberry. Mm -hmm. Wolfberry's not from here. Yeah. So we got to think, you look at the wolfberry, you're like, okay, how did that get here? Mm -hmm. And here comes a story, a great story. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes not fully explained, mm -hmm. which is makes it even more interesting because mm -hmm. you're like, where did they get this from? Which way did they walk through? Because mm -hmm. you know, we're in a confluence, so there's, you, it could have came from along the Cone Ridge, or it could have came from up hmm. the ways towards Bears Ears. Mm -hmm. So that's something we got to figure awesome. out. Yeah, yeah. The stories are just keep unfolding that's as you go. Little water break, y'all. Nice. Quick water break, and I'm gonna see what time we got. All right. In around the year 1280. AD. So this place was inhabited by the Pueblo tribes that inhabit Arizona and New Mexico currently. So hundreds of years ago, there was some of the clans, they were out here, inhabited this place. We're in a place particularly um, situated where it's a year-round dwelling, considering it's it's the position of the canyon walls. The canyon walls are protecting it from the sun in the summertime. And the walls are also protecting the, these homes from the rain and the W, the W-I-N-D that comes out. This is a place where you wanna be when the elements are kind of vicious out in the outer open areas. So this is isolated, nice place where it's protected. What we're looking at is a home. I see a big room over here. I see multiple rooms here. And to figure out what these rooms were utilized for, we gotta figure out the positioning of the sun. We gotta look at the interior walls. We gotta look at the walls itself and so what I see from here is, I, just, I noticed the home is over in the, this is the home, nice big open area. You can actually see where there was the roof was covered and you can see where they were building fires during the winter time. So as I mentioned, this is a year round dwelling during the winter, this gets cold, so they're building fires, and you can actually see it. Can you see the, the differentiation? Mm -hmm, yeah. So it's a solid wall that we're missing. So um, if we look inside the interior, there's a lot missing because of the mud has been moved away from erosion. But what's awesome about this structure is in the Cedar Mesa, we've got multiple layers of sediment and uh, these structures are mimicking these layers. 
So these structures all have different color layers of mud. So you got light beige, dark purple. And that's what they did that intentionally because if you're scanning from across the canyon, if you do a quick scan and this was, you know, made camouflage, you couldn't really see it much. So uh, what to to really um, understand these structures, these places, is we got to be observant for one thing. And if you notice, I'm, I kind of can see everything from where I'm standing. You know, I, I'm looking around. That's the safest way to do it too, is to be standing still. You don't want to be looking around and moving. You tend to, I see people tripping if they do that. So don't, just a little pointer. Um, to, to see all these images, we see, you gotta look up, up on the walls. You see paint here and there. Paint that was applied roughly 800 years ago. And in these images we find they're the evidence of the people. The people are, rather than putting up a sign that says maybe their last name, like modern day homes, you have homes that have the names of the last name of the family posted up. Over here we got clan symbols that are put on the walls. So when people come and approach these homes, they know whose homes these are. So if we notice up on these walls as I walk, you know, we're at the home here. Um, got these little rooms here. And these rooms are... I don't see them as granaries because granaries are typically tucked into a, a crevice. And as you can see, this is not... It doesn't go into a crevice. It's more of a wall. So this isn't where you would store food. Another reason is... I don't see the darkness, discoloration of a granary. A granary, you gotta sterilize the room and you gotta prepare it for food. This is not sterilized and prepared for food. You really don't want a food right next to your home as well too because food attracts critters. So you wanna keep your food away from home, which is what they did. They, they were knowledgeable about sanitation and cleansiness. That's why when I approach these places, I got to put it back to when everything was intact. Like long, when this place was inhabited, these are walls that we can kind of see. And um, you, I don't, I got to be careful where you notice I'm tiptoeing around because I don't want to damage these, these little craters that were made by these Josh, the, the lion ant. These are the lion ants hunting grounds, so I gotta be careful. But if I you notice look at towards the bottom, there's another floor. So we're we're above ground. There's a lot going on underneath us too, because there's that has been burned. That's evident of burning. So the wall has been there's been fires been built under here. Which tells me there's another level underneath us. I look up on the wall. I get a hello from the people that were here, handprints. So the people were making paint, red paint. We got um, different colored paints that are identifiable to the people as well. They, a group would, you know, choose a color.
and if we as I continue I'm again I'm thinking these are all structures these rocks that I'm walking around they're all were part of the walls so I got to be careful and I come over here this way I see more handprints these are small hands compared to my hands it could be you know whoever built this home Look at how small the handprints are compared to mine. The tribes, they're, I can't really um, tell you if it was an adult or a child because some, some people are short in stature. I got some relatives that are full grown and they stand this tall and their grandfather stands a little shorter. So I can see an adult male putting their handprint up. It's what doesn't surprise me. But to us, me, I mean, for me, it looks like a little ch child's hand, but it's probably a full grown adult. <clears throat> As I approach these structures, I'm really cautious again and admired. I'm, I'm so blown away by something like this because, you know, this wall is still intact. The mud is still there. This is all original mud. There's places where you, you can see where it's been restabilized, but this is all original, a lot of original mud, and you can actually see where hands were moved, put, put in. So we saw some pottery where you can see the fingerprint. It's pretty awesome to see structures where you can actually see their hands print where they were putting on the mud. And we see a lot of that along, see there and here. And as I, I'm gonna go around this way, I want to be careful because we're up on a ledge. We're up here where we get a great visual of the distance over in the cottonwood trees. If I'm a hunter, that's where I'm looking. I want to see if there's any deer. I want to see if there's a bear, cougar. You know, depending on what I hunted, that's what they're out there. Um, the birds are... This is what they would have heard. This is what they would have seen. This is great beauty out here. We're looking out pretty far. We can see hoodoos in the distance. Bears ears is roughly 15 miles from here. We got the, we got a lot of, it's so lush out here. This is very inhabitable. A lot of um, coyote willow. Not too much invasive species, y'all. Out here, that's what, it's awesome to be out here. This is what we're trying to protect. You know, it don't matter what the name of this place is. I'm, I'm trying to protect it. You can give it any name. You can take the monument name away. I'm still gonna be out here protecting this place, you know, so. This is what I'm trying to protect. These, the culture, these ancient petroglyphs, pictographs. I'm trying to protect these native plants, those birds. Some of those birds don't exist anywhere else in the world. That's why birders love to come out here. Ornithologists, there's a whole different species of birds out here. And we get these, those birds are connected to these cultures, like my culture, the Pueblo culture. We're all connected to these animals. So that's why I like to come out here because it, I feel what my ancestors felt. 
and now what I feel is I want to, I'm praying for rain what I'm thinking about is my crops I have a garden at home I'm thinking thinking I'm looking forward to providing for my family you know I can't wait for the squash we start to harvest and the corn because that corn that we have at home those squash were found in these granaries so when I go home at my look at my garden my garden connects me with these places that's why it's so important that we protect these places because they're connected to back home like I got friends that live in Zuni Hopi they live in structures just like this you guys rock structures circular symmetrical that's why th this this style of living this architecture has been successful and it's been proven to be effective hundreds of years that's what's awesome is because this has influenced modern day architecture you go to New Mexico everybody wants to build their homes like the Pueblo style the reason why is because it's it's cool in the summer and it's warm in the winter they utilize the sun and it's organic well everyone we just want to extend a special thank you to Mr. Lewis Williams of Ancient Waves down in Blanding, Utah and uh, what an honor it has been uh, to be able to do three episodes with someone who is very passionate and knowledgeable about uh, their own indigenous culture and history here in the Four Corners region. And once again, everybody, you can go on the Facebook page for the History Hour in KZMU and you can check out all the photos and all the videos that we took. Um, that way you can gain a nice little visual of the things that we saw and the things that we did experience. And don't forget to tune in next month, same time, same place, right here on KZMU. You can catch the History Hour on the KZMU Airwaves on the last Monday of every month at 4 p.m.